This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Shatera here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me is always my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only John Malika. But before we ask John how he's doing today, guys, we need your help. You know what it is. If you listen to this podcast, we're available on all audio platforms. That's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are we there. Are there. So make sure to subscribe. And if you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment that helps oh so greatly. Guys, we're also partnering with Fansided. So if you go check out the Daily Knicks, if you go check out the Jet Press, you can go find our podcast over there too if you would just want to listen to it on the web. Don't worry about it. Also, we're on the YouTube channel now. Knicks, Jets, ETC, period. Go look for the page. Make sure to subscribe. Hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, just hit the like button. Leave a comment. Let us know what you are thinking. Engage with us. Add to the conversation. We love to talk to you, all right? Especially John. John loves to talk to the people. That is John's favorite thing to do. He wants to know your takes. So do I. But John really wants to know your takes. He really wants to engage. Don't worry. And while you're over there, we got Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg. They usually go down the NFL slate. They're doing some NBA betting. You got baseball season. These guys just love to bet. All right. They did some college basketball, March Madness. Don't worry. Head over there. These guys will give you their takes. Go through whatever matchups start today. Give you some uh, futures. All right. Take overs, unders, money lines, spreads, you name it. <laughs> they got it all, bro. They just got yeah, we it got, all. We got master stuff coming up. We got MLB futures coming up uh, before the season start. And we have the NBA Futures, uh, you can get in there before uh, the playoffs finally commence next week. We got uh, Chip Murphy coming on again, who was just with us through March Madness. So it should be fun, man. Definitely check out Winning Picks Weekly, YouTube. For, for uh, sure. Apple, Spotify. Yeah, they're on all audio plat- yeah. platforms as well. They're also sponsored through Fansided. All right, so make sure to go check those guys out. And then last and certainly not least, we're on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, you name it. We are there. By the way, sponsored oh, by Minute man. Media, not fan-sided. Go ahead. Well, you're right. Minute Media, fan-sided. Yeah. It's all together. They're, to they're all together. Just to be clear. Look, when you go look at that label underneath the podcast, it says <laughs> partnered with fan-sided. It is just Minute Media. They are, just be clear. Yeah. We could, we could just be clear. It's okay. It's all good. All good. Appreciate it, John. But my man, you're back. You're out of health and safety protocols. You're yeah. out from whatever illness you had. I don't even know what it was, but you said you were sick. You need, we need to put you on the bench, not the IR, because you were going to return. You're going to return quick, soon, fast and Short term IR. Here you Short are. term IR, bro. I was just day to day. I was just day to day. I completely blamed the Knicks. The Knicks killed me. I was, I was at the game on Wednesday night. I literally came home feeling just sick. Like I just got sick. The weather is changing. Uh, you probably hear it a little bit in my voice, but, uh, you held it down here. Thankfully, um, Maybe it was just the Knicks, man. Maybe it was just the Knicks ending their season versus the Hornets. That really was, you know, the end of life for me. I was holding on, uh, fighting off this mini sickness for a while. But 
dude, it's a new life, dude. I'm back. The Knicks, the season's over. Now we're finally ahead to you got your Yankee season. gear on. <laughs> Yankee, it's literally opening week, but we'll see what happens because Thursday looks like it's gonna rain. Like the Jets draft. Like we are, it, we are ready to turn the new page, man. I am ready for New York City spring, the real spring. I'm ready for baseball. I'm ready for the draft. I'm ready for the Knicks actual season to be over now that we're completely eliminated from the playoffs. I'm ready, bro. I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to a Rangers game in a couple weeks. Like I'm, 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 re- I'm ready for the new season here, man. I'm ready to turn this page up. You know, March Madness ending tonight as we're recording. Masters mm-hmm. coming up. Like this is a good time of the Yo, year. This right is, now. Th- between October revival, <laughs> between October and March, April, this is like these are like those are like the two months for sports. Those are like the two months where you get everything. So you know, you got twenty twenty one is officially behind us. Is it going to be officially once once basketball season ends? Twenty one twenty twenty one is officially behind us. The next season is they ended it for us. They ended me on Wednesday versus the Hornets. We just cannot Bro. beat the damn Hornets. <laughs> well, speaking about it being over, well, let's get into this, right? We got one Mr. Julius Randle who seems to be done for the season, right? He's been shut down. He's been, uh, it's been, uh, reported that he has thigh, uh, leg injury, <laughs> yeah, hammy, whatever. He's done, it is. man. Quad. He's done. It's over. So, eh, look, this, the only thing out of that I could say is, we get to see Obi Toppin play more minutes, right? He's and been he's having been, career highs. He's been having career highs. Hashtag free really Obi. Well. Hashtag free Obi. Hashtag <laughs> Obi Avengers. Shout out uh, Blood of the Ponta. All right. But man's holding it down out there. He's been part of that Obi high for, for a hot minute, and he's been chugging along, waving that banner. Man's been on the corner by himself. But, hey, man, he's been patient, just like you. Because you, at the beginning of this season, we had – what was the what was the awards? We we had our like beginning of the season awards, right? And you chose Obi Toppin, I chose Emmanuel quickly. And, and, Both coming and, together here at the end, man. Finally, thank God, thank God, we're getting to see some 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 life. We're going to talk about it quickly later towards the end of the pod, but let's get into Julius Randle because he's done. You heard my spiel, you know. You said you listened to it. Um, you you heard my whole spiel on Julius Randle and how I think he's out of here. I'm personally just trade the man. Two out of three seasons he's been here. It's it's not been pretty. Okay. He gave us one magical season. I'm fine. I know there's talks of, well, what if he could turn it around again? What if he can, you know, learn from Where this? Are those talks. <laughs> I haven't heard anyone say that. Quiet. <laughs> Quiet thinks he can come oh, back. He's okay. like, you know, and, and I'm like, why why are we doing this to ourselves? And like people are out here saying we just kick stars out of here. I'm also confused when we've kicked out stars. Like people are saying, like we kicked out Mellow. We never kicked out Mellow. It was time for Mellow to go. Okay. We didn't help Mellow. That was in before Mellow. Who else did we kick out of here? Who? Marbury? Did we really kick out Marbury? Steph, Steph, uh, yeah. Like the, the, the Francis, uh, the Francis and Marbury duo, Tino Mobley. Yeah. Did we really kick him out of here? Did, did we really kick those guys? And at between that, who did we kick out of here? You want to talk about Amari who was just injured? Come on. Like, he coaches the Nets now. We don't acknowledge him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but regardless, man, like I'm just I'm just tired of this, bro. I'm just tired You're done. of You're done with I, Randall. I, I think Randall's done I'm with done. the Knicks too. And I and it, look, if what did it in for him was blocking was you on thumbs. Twitter. Yeah, right. 
Uh, that was when he first got here. I look, I apologize and did all that crap, and now we're back here at square one all again. <laughs> look, I, I'm gonna. I just want to say, like, I know he's a good player. I know it's in there. This season went completely haywire for him. I feel bad. The whole thing that did it was a thumbs down. Once you engage with the fans, you've you already crossed the line, and it's not because the fans get necessarily offended by your gestures and whatnot, but it just means that you're listening to us. We know you're listening to us. You know, you can even listen, go back to listen to Knicks Fan TV. CP already mentioned it. Randall's got burner accounts checking in on Knicks Twitter. Like that's what he does. Everybody he, checking he, on Knicks Twitter. Do you see how Mitch Robinson approached? Not CP? RJ. Not RJ. I'm sure he he reads and what's he was what's going on, man. Come on, you he see how Mitch approaches CP? Like they, yeah. they, he knows him. You know what I'm saying? Like they they, they recognize. Oh yeah, well CP, yeah, yeah. No, like, CP, CP and Mitch know each other. I mean, Mitch gave uh, CP the rights to you know go make the image for the new blockness uh, image for for KFTV. Like they we we know that, but we, we look at I look at Randall. And I look at how he's interacted with the fans, the on-court shenanigans. You don't even see his teammates hugging him and doing all that stuff. Remember last season where we have that picture of Emmanuel quickly hugging Julius Randle? Everyone was just gathering around Julius Randle, like championing this man from the fans to his teammates. I don't see that this season. I just don't. And we're at this point where I don't even see him. Like I think he's just doing the the nominal like fist bump, just like all that type of stuff just to have the appearance, but I don't think it's actually necessarily what well, uh heartfelt. Like you know, I, I don't think he's intentionally like wanting to do it out of a good place. I'm not saying he's trying to be malicious, but I'm not saying like consciously it's like, yeah, I really support you. I'm happy for you. Like, let's go guys. We're, we got this. And that's like the lack of leadership, the lack of trust. I don't know how you want to, not you personally. I don't know how anyone would want to have this guy back after how this entire season unfolded and not even seeing his teammates really rally around him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even see his teammates rallying around him. We saw the whole Rudy Gobert thing. Everyone's just like, I ain't doing this shit, man. Like everyone's walking away. You have RJ, Fournier, Mitch, everybody. Everyone's just, you do you, bro. Go ahead and you do you. I think, I don't think only Randall's checked out. I think his teammates are checked out. But I want to hear what your thoughts are, man, on, on the Julius Randall situation since you weren't here with me uh, to, to get into it last Friday. Yeah, and, and I guess, especially on this podcast, I have been the Randall apologist, quote-unquote, right? And, you know, I don't think it's just a feeling that he's detached. I think that that's actually in the record, where today uh, there are reports uh, from Berman that have really confirmed what we've heard all year, that when they're on the road, he doesn't come out for warm-ups. He doesn't come out for the introduction. He stays inside, which leads me to believe that this is my own assuming that they're no longer doing those uh, play-ins as soon as they, you know, land uh, in an away city like they were doing in his big year. Yep. I'm just assuming that's coming uh, with that. Also, he doesn't, even on the home court, He's always like he doesn't even come up for uh, when they announce his name. He just sort of like, bro, we were there. We were there for the Knicks fan TV Omni fan event. Remember, we were sitting courtside for pregame warmups. We didn't see him out there. Oh, no. Yeah. But I mean, star players don't always come out for the pregame pregame. I'm saying when they call his name, he comes out late. Like he doesn't really hang out 
with the team. Like you see Alec Burks and Obi, like they're always under the basket before every game. They talk to security. They're like doing their pregame, whatever ritual you see IQ hanging out. You see RJ, like you, oh, like you see these guys, right? But Randall's always missing and he's the star. Like you don't see Atlanta doing anything without Trey Young. You know what I'm trying to say? Like they don't do anything without him. And you know, the Pacers, when they had Sabonis, right? I know he's always compared to Sabonis. The Pacers weren't doing anything unless Sabonis was involved, you know, on the court or off the court, and he was the face of the franchise. And that's really where the problem is, is once he got paid, once he got the magical season, for whatever reason, we are here now, and that is in a place where it just didn't work out. So... Why it didn't work out? We can discuss, you know, until your our hair falls out, right? And you know, I I have no more hair because probably attributed to my sports teams, right? And <laughs> is it because of the star player or is it because of the coach? That is like the Knicks question of the century. Happens every single year. You have, we ask the same exact question: Is it because of the player or is it because of the coach? And you're talking about continuity. You're talking about who's you know, X's and O's fault it was, we could have that discussion. But when you just look at attitude, dude, and you, I think you hit it where you said that RJ kind of took over this team a little bit and you could, you could almost pinpoint when that happened. When you, now you go back into the season and you, when you see RJ now getting over, you know, over that 25 point mark every single day to finally, you know, uh, average out his points per game to 20. You know what I mean? You could see when that started happening. He started, the offense started running through him more and Randall started taking a back seat. That's when those under started hitting, right? If you listen to Winnipeg's Weekly, if you're like, if you're like paying attention to the, you know, daily props, like all the Randall, you know, points were ridiculous. Like 24 and a half, he's getting five. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it, it was, it was becoming a, a daily occurrence and, we didn't realize what was happening. He, you, you were about to get into it, right? The thumbs down and all that stuff. We started blaming on the external factors, his quad injury, right? We started hearing murmurs about that before he started sitting out, right? He's nursing something. But dude, I think this is a lot about attitude. And when you're checked out, like think about it. When you're checked out of your job, when you're checked out of your relationship, when you're checked out of class, this specific class that you're in, like you just disengage and he got what he wanted. He got what he wanted out of the situation. And honestly, I could see why he's pissed. I could totally see why he's pissed, man. Like they asked, he had a ridiculous year last year. They paid him. Now there's no guards and we started booing him, you know, 20 games in for, you know, and now the same people, like we booed him at first, then he got his contract and we all said, sorry, sorry. Oh yeah. You're the best. You're the best, whatever. And remember, like he was never embracing that. He would, yeah, he took the slam, you know, magazine pictures and he, you know, he was doing all the endorsements, but like notice every single post game, he was out. Like he's like, Oh, I just want to go home. Oh, I'm tired. You know, I'm tired. I'm just exhausted. Like that was always his answer. He was just like, dude, like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm good. This is my year. I'm going to get paid. And, and now that we got that 20 games and we're already booing him back, trade him. He sucks. Let's get rid of him. So he's like, dude. I, I I hate this place. Like he's he's not having fun at work. You know what I'm trying to say. And now there's, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm reporting anything, but Obi has been pissed off about his, you know, his playing time all all year. And if you just so show up to a quickly, game, according to Berman, 
See, like that was that was a story that came out from Berman, and that was like a report because I didn't see that with my eyes, right? So quickly was like professional about that. He didn't make that known, but the news is quickly was pissed off about his playing time all year long for because Alec Burks, which you know Knicks Nation has definitely you know beaten that into the ground. You know, shout out CP runs the Burks hive, but on the other side we have Obi Toppin. Who I'm telling you, Alex, I've been reporting to you since literally like game one this year. Since, since game one, yeah, no, you've been saying it. Literally, every time he gets benched for Randall, he gets visibly pissed off. And like, just like when you're on a basketball team, you see somebody get pulled out and gets he he's pissed off. It's been, it's been building, 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 especially when Randall's now being checked out and you keep wanting to play, but you still get getting subbed out for him no matter how well you play. So it's not really a merit-based thing at that point. Right. It's more of a seniority-based, you know, uh, perspective. At the last game, at the Charlotte game, like I know we're losing by 10. Randall gets a stiff foul. Obi Toppin literally is saying to Randall, putting both hands together, saying, please, please don't get your foul. I'm not coming back in. I don't want to come in. Don't get another foul. You know what I mean? Because he's pissed off. He's so pissed off that he didn't play. And now, you know, they put Randall in. Randall doesn't want to play to begin with. Now they're losing. Like, he's just, it's, it's just like a, it's like a, it's just a bad team. You know what I mean? It's just a bad chemistry team. And it starts with your highest paid guy. Whether you like it or not, that's just the way it is, man. It just starts with your highest paid player. And I don't think that's a, NBA thing. I think that's any sport in any country. <laughs> if the highest paid player sets the tone, and that's why you know we could jump it right into the RJ extension. Like why RJ has to get the extension? He's going to be the highest paid player, and why we need to trade Randall? Like that's how you move on from this team. Like that's what we learned. Like everyone's freaking out. What do we learn with the kids? Why do we do this? Why do we do this? Is what we learned. We learned that RJ is a real basketball player. He could be the star of this team. We could build around him. We see what he needs around him. He's not just this corner three, you know, breaking records type of guy. He's a completely different player than that. You know, if he's just a little bit more efficient at the rim, things will change. So we have that. And then we have the Randall stuff. Like, is is that not only can we get a real player from that, real assets from that, but is it in addition by subtraction? Oh, I've been preaching. I've been banging that drum. You know, I sit down next fan TV. We had a caller that came in and... You know, what do I want to see the offseason moves change? And I, and I brought up saying, look, first thing, you know, one of the big things we got to talk about is Randall still going to be here? Is this, do you actually believe you can change this mentality to get him back on track? And that's why, even on the last part, I said, there's no way you're getting rid of both these guys. You're not going to get yeah. rid of Randall and Tibbs. If you do that, that is a hard reset. I don't, like, we're already a rebuilding team. You don't need to do a hard reset. Like, it just it just screams we're going youth like we already know that you can go youth and still have a winning coach that has established something all right and work off of that even though I'm not Tibbs' biggest fan I can at least tolerate that and then get Johnny Bryant set up for success the year afterwards and that's really my thing is like I'm I'm ready for Johnny Bryant but I wanted to have success not just put him in here have him fail and then we're done with that that's my biggest thing but regardless. You gotta give him a team. Yeah, like you need a team. Like you need some. What sort is of Johnny Bryant there. gonna do with this team? What is Phil Jackson of the Bulls? And that's the thing. Coaching gonna do. And with that's this the thing. Team? If because if you if you get rid of Tibbs, 
then the owners could be like, you're not getting rid of my best player now just because you got rid of the coach because now exactly. you got to say, now you're going to you say said that he oh, was cool. the problem. You can't say everyone exactly. unless they're fighting, unless you're going to come out with a new story that tells me like they were fighting. It was toxic. You just have to you break need, up the whole every, thing. That's the only way you can do it. You need everything. Yeah. You got. You have to have people hate Tibbs. You have to have everyone hate Randall. <laughs> that's the only way you're going to do that. And I don't think you're going to get all that. But or like if they're both fighting, what, then you don't want to choose a side. Yeah. Like you know, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, exactly. No, that, it's got to. It's yeah. got to be really, really messy to get that type of reset. But. Even when I look at it, right? If you got rid of Tibbs and then you, you're going to have to keep Randall because you're going to say to Johnny Bryant, all right, man, I'm giving you the chance now to rehabilitate Randall. You're a new coach. Why would I want to get rid of a guy where you're telling me exactly. that he couldn't hold him accountable? I'm going to give you the chance now to yeah. see if you can hold him accountable because I'm not going to let a guy with an extension just walk away. Like that just walk doesn't away. make sense. But that's what I'm saying. He's not going to necessarily yeah. walk away, but you know what I mean? Just like you just trade him and just give him up for, for whatever. You know I don't I mean? think. See, I don't think it's gonna be. I'm not talking okay. about value. I'm not just. I'm not just talking. I'm not. I'm not talking about value. What I'm saying is that you're just not gonna trade him, while you, if he's still a valuable asset for this team, right? Yeah. Like he's still, he's still a good player. If you bring in a new head coach, you're not going to say, okay, we're gonna trade a really good player who was just most improved, second All NBA, NBA All Star. All right, had career high shot forty percent from three 45 percent from the field was a mid-range like maestro maestro i should say like you're not just you're not going to give up that if you have a new coach you're going to say i'm going to give you the chance to see if you can if you can work with him that's all i'm saying because at that point what team would even do that that just doesn't make any sense right look we we see it with the pacers right they got rid of um they got rid of, uh, who is that guy from, uh, Toronto? The Toronto assistant head coach, but they didn't get rid of everybody yet. They said, no, 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 we're going to bring in, we're going to keep everybody back. We got Rick Carlisle in and we'll let him go with it. Same thing. Same thing with, uh, like that's, that's just how it goes. That, that is what it, he ruined it Indiana, man. I thought Indiana had so much potential that he, I don't know. The, the Rick Carlisle system Dude. didn't work with them. And I don't know, but that's a whole different. I'm glad look, that these things, hold on. So. <laughs> and so now look bad. at that. And then look, you got, uh, Steve Silas, I think, was for uh, the the for the Atlanta Hawks last season. Then he gets fired. Nate McMillan, and they bring everybody back for Nate McMillan. You're not going to do it massive overhaul. And they suck too. And uh, honestly, uh, there is a little bit. A, how much a, of a change a, was there? Hold on. How much was of a change was there when they brought in Luke Walton? They didn't. They brought they brought everybody back. If you're bringing a new head coach, you're bringing everybody back. That's just my point. So that's why it's going to be an either or. The entire situation has to be so, so bad that you have to, that then it gives you a reason to blow everything up. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, uh, when we had, oh, when we had Isaiah Thomas and the, and everything that just blew up from that, the lawsuit and everything, then you can say, Oh, we hold on. We got to blow up everything. We're not there. We're not there. So that's why I'm like, you're going to get either or. And I'd rather move Randall and see the young kids. And then if Tibbs doesn't work with the young kids, then you bring in Johnny Bryant. That's just my yeah, thought. Yeah, I, I agree. And listen, man, it, there's there's nothing about Tibbs that makes me excited to rebuild and start over and and and, and do a draft pick, right? If it, you have to, there's a linear equation here. You can't say Tibbs doesn't do this, Tibbs doesn't do that. Let's start over and draft young guys. It just doesn't make perfect. It doesn't make sense. So if if now you want to restart the whole thing with Johnny Bryant with a bunch of rookies and young guys and just flip Randall, okay, whatever. 
I could see it, but I agree with you. It has to be more of an egregious uh, implosion. And honestly, that's next year. Like, if we don't have to look ahead that much. Like, before the all, uh, I'll say almost up to Christmas next year, the season up to Christmas, and then sneaking into the All Star break. Like, oh, it's the first not, twenty games, bro. First twenty games. I was gonna well, say twenty games, but I, th- I feel like it might be early. But because so, if we get, because if we if we change up the roster, they're gonna say it takes longer than twenty games to get acclimated. So that's why you give people to Christmas, you know, sneaking into the All Star break. You know what I'm trying to say? I feel you. And here's the thing, like, because I look at what happened in Minnesota, and granted, Tibbs is not the GM of this team. But it was up until 40 games in, they were hovering around 500. I think it was like 2020, 19, 20 or something like that, that he got fired. Like, it's going to be within 20 to 40 games if this shit goes south, man. Like, if this shit goes south. I don't know. And the thing is, if we change the team, I think it's going to be this for a whole another year, even if we suck. Like, if we have the same exact record we have this year, next year, but like trade out Randall, like figure out Mitch, like have a whole new team with Tibbs. I 100% agree he's gone. Like 100%, no matter how the season goes, no matter how it looks, you know, to our eyes, no matter how the box score changes. If, if we're sitting where we are next year, he has the whole year, it's over. I don't see him, like, think about the pressure for someone like Johnny Bryan, right? Cause I know we're on this topic right now. A brand new, he's never coached an NBA team. He's going to come in in a tumultuous, you know, New York media in a Knicks team that just fired a head coach, Tom Thibodeau, because they suck and they can't get it together. And now he's going to come in midseason as an intern. That's the, that's like, the, the storyline. <laughs> I, I know, I know, but that's, that's not where you want to, that's not where you want to put him. Hell you know what I'm trying no. to say? And that's you want to give him an off season. You, you, you know, at, at least like give him that leeway, give him an off season, give him that time because the clock, the clock starts ticking as an interim coach. Like if you suck as an interim coach, like already like the, you know, the media is down on you. The players are down on you. Everything's already astray and you haven't even started your off, your first off season yet. You know what I'm trying to say? And it, it's almost like the Joe Douglas thing. I know we're, you know, it's GM and it's football, but you, it's just hard to come in the middle, in my opinion, and get credibility. You just don't get, if the team does well, they just say, "Oh yeah, whatever." They get a spark, <laughs> you know what I mean? If they if they do bad, and that's they like the, that's, the, that's like the nominal thing. Like a, a, after every head coach gets fired, yeah. there's always that nominal spark that, "Oh my God, are they going to get together?" It's not not everything ends like Nate McMillan, where you're like, "Oh wow, look at that! Oh, this guy so turned exact, it all around." So that's that's exactly the, uh, the point. And I guess the last point on this is it's all about perspective. What makes me okay with this whole season? Even though I am very unhappy, very pissed off, we're going to make radical changes, right? The only thing that makes me decently okay with how the offseason went, why I'm not freaking out at our front office, is because look at the Hawks. You know what I'm saying? We were with them last year. They're the team that beat us. They were the team to beat. And look at them now. Like they, It didn't work out for them. They had the same exact strategy as us. The Hornets, right? They drive bridges over Knox, mistake on us. They get LaMelo because we won a couple more games, right? And everyone's pissed off about that. So they're, they're not really a, you know, this amazing team. We got the Brooklyn Nets who, you know, sold out and they had the highest salary cap and they're likely going to be at, you know, a first round knockout again, you know, if they make it to the double play in and then see the Bucks or something, you know, like there's an organic way to do it. Like the Suns and the Bucks, if you want to be a real team. And there's like Fugazi ways to go about it. 
You know, if you want to be like the, the Brooklyn Nets and try to buy players, uh, you know, even like the. Hey, the, I, I spoke about that, man. I wrote that like about the Celtics. That the Celtics are organic too, exactly. And the Celtics are organic. Absolutely. So there's a way to build it. And I'm going to jump to the next topic real quick. And that is Julius Randle's value. I don't think it's as low as Nick's Twitter think it is. I don't think I it's as low as he, he, he looks at it on his face. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I agree. I, I, I think he, we'll he, he's a real asset, dude. He's so cheap. You see what he could do last year. And if you put him with a real point guard or if you give him to a team that's with a center like Gobert, right? Or like, or like a real center anywhere in the league, like even like Denver, a- a- anywhere. He's going to be a real asset, man. I know they have Aaron Gordon. Ooh, like he'd Denver, be the Aaron Denver. Gordon to to joke. He's better than Aaron Gordon. And if you li- li- like line him up with a good, solid center that doesn't really need the ball, he's going to be a solid, solid player. And Randall Fournier, like teams like these players and their contracts way more than Nick's Twitter and you know Nick's Reddit uh, makes you think. I just kind of want to make that point very clear. No, 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 it's a fact. And like Randall does it like, look, he's still a 20, 10 and five guy. Like the numbers look gaudy because it's not necessarily the most efficient way he's getting to it. But when you watch him play, you can see that there's a skill set there. You can, you can talk yourself into, all right, well, the Knicks made him the number one option. Also, the team wasn't really built for him to succeed. We know he's not like everyone knows he's not going to shoot what he did last season. Everybody knows that. But, but the thing but is, Alex, you made the, the point. So we didn't do it. He just didn't do it. Forget, forget the, the the ball going in the basket. Like you have been pointing this out all year. He's just not doing the same plays he was doing that last I, year. That's I what's agree annoying, no, bro. One hundred percent. No, one hundred percent. But the other thing too is one, he's not doing the same plays. But two, this I'm just saying, like how you could talk yourself into this guy, right? It's like the numbers are there. It's not necessarily efficient. Sure, he's not playing the game that he played all last season. Yeah. But you don't even need him to shoot this the way he did last season. <laughs> if this dude is hitting. 45% of his field goal. That's what he needs to do. If he, if he does that by being a role man and just fit like attacking downhill, which he was not doing the season whatsoever. He was in double digits last season. We're talking 10 to 11 drives per game last season. He's doing eight because he wants <laughs> to be a jump shooter. This man thinks he's mellow. He's not mellow. And I wish he would <laughs> stop trying to be like mellow because he, as himself, being a pick and roll guy, just going downhill, that's his game and it's in there. And if you put him with the right team that's not considered his team and that's why he's got to get off the Knicks because I think he's still going to think that this is his team if I'm still here like if I'm a player like I know what I did here I'm gonna have that ego be like look I'm still here like I know what I did that's why you got to move on from the guy like go let him be the the second third option on a team that is not his if the if the trailblazers were still constructed the way they were with CJ Dame and Nurk him him being uh him being on that team would have made so much sense. So much sense. So I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't, I don't get why. I don't, I, I should say, I get why, like, there's all the hate out there and people think his value is a lot lower than it is. But I think a GM out there will see Randall for his actual value and they will bring him back. Uh, or they will, they, they could trade for him. And I don't think his value is as well where it's, you're going to have to give up so much to attach with Randall to get him traded. Like in that Fred Katz article, he talks about trading a first rounder, right? To have to trade with Randall. I could, I one, 
I could see that. But two, I think the thing that's missing out of that entire sentence, because everyone was like, I'm not training a first round pick. What are the protections on that pick? That's my question, right? It's like when you, when you, when they, when we trade, yeah, look at the KP, Lakers, bro. Look at the Lakers. They didn't put protections and it's biting them in the butt, bro. I'm happy about it. <laughs> of course you are. Of course you I'm are. happy about it. Yeah. Well, there's a certain somebody on that team where if, if LeBron doesn't make the play in, bro, if LeBron doesn't make the play in with a certain point guard on that team, we I don't right. want to. Yo, we were right, bro. Then we just, then we would, he would <laughs> have to glow. AD we knew we were right the AD. whole time. Granted, AD, granted, AD didn't, uh, didn't Dude, the play. Record, He's been injured. The record with LeBron and AD on the court is under 500. But How I'm just saying, care? like them two together, there's a certain there's a certain somebody that likes to bring down efficiency by a drastic amount because he doesn't he can't shoot. He's essentially a mini LeBron James, which is not effective <laughs> if he can't shoot. Listen, man, but, I, 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 it, the, look, while we're I'm just, on this I'm just, topic, I'm still salty. I'm still salty that someone said I was out of my mind to think that Chauncey Bobes is ranked higher than Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook has silly. great gaudy triple doubles. <laughs> People are silly, man. People are silly. And, you know, let's let's jump off to the Lakers offseason and why they're in the spot that there are, right? Magic Johnson came out and he said that he was on board and he was ready to get DeRozan back to L.A. and they could re-sign their role players like Caruso and and uh, Caldwell Pope. So that's and, and try to get organic Buddy and trading for Buddy Heald and kind of make it organic, but leave, getting their guys in, making a little trade here and there. And they didn't do that, and look where they're at. So I, I, I don't want the Knicks to make that same type of we've been you know, there. maneuver. We've done it. That's that's we the did, whole thing. We did that was 2012, 2013, bro. We had one magical season, and after that, it was it was all shit. So it starts with one guy. That. Starts with one guy. Well, first of all, we have to trade Randall, and uh, just from a fit perspective, I think he'd fit perfectly in Dallas. Besides it being his hometown, like Luca and and Randall. And, you know, it's perfect for me. Like that, that's a perfect fit. But it really starts Honestly, with one guy. Even for if us. you put him out, even if you put him out there in uh, with the T Wolves, that's a solid squad, bro. Towns and uh, Randall. Towns, Randall, Anthony Edwards, D'Lo. Uh, I think he would. He would. No, he would um, fudge that up a little bit. I don't really? like him there. Yeah, he he needs like a, a open space. You know what I mean? There's too much going on. He would he would, he would, he would fit in New good. Orleans, like Valanciunas, Randall, and McCollum. Like that's nice. You know? Yeah. Uh, but it, it starts off with one guy, man. His name is R.J. Barrett, and we need to give him that extension, dude. He needs to be the leader of this team. There's no question. And, yeah. Okay. As, as long as we're on the same, I, I know no he's question. not. There's no question around the basket, but come on. But dude, it's not even like look. This is where it's funny when people talk about contracts. It's like, well, what did he do last season? And, it's like, and this is where, you know, even when I talk about 21. guys like Brunson. Yeah, it's not, it's his age. He's 21, right? He'll be 22 next season where he hasn't even hit it. He's not even close to hitting his prime. If you gave him a five-year extension at 22, he's just barely getting to his prime. Like barely. With a CBA that's about to jump, you could be getting him for cheap. Relatively cheap. Because it's, yeah. it's not going to increase with the CBA. Also, and, and it's, and it's, 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 what do you it's friendly him? on the cap. Yeah, and what do you expect him to be in the future? Because that's the other thing you're paying for. I also talk about his leadership mentality and all that stuff that goes with it too, and that's why I'm like, guys, we haven't had a guy like this since Ewing. 
You know, like we, 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 and Ewing, like, well, obviously Ewing started off different, but Charlie Ward, I'm just right? Saying, was that the last? No, no, I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about the extension. I'm talking about like a player where you drafted high, where you have a lot oh. of confidence in that you can build around or build with, and you can say, this is a franchise player. That's what I meant. The last, the last player to be extended was Charlie Ward off his rookie contract, but. That's what yeah, I'm saying. I, I, th- I think we're good. I think we're, the Heisman winner, Charlie Ward, which fun fact, really fun to play with on NBA 2K. You could play with the 99 Knicks. <laughs> Charlie Ward's fire from three. So that's fun. But dude, I, I think RJ has to be that guy. I mean, freaking Michael Porter got one, dude. Imagine the drink draft. Like, I know the Knicks are so upset. I know I'm just kind of rambling now because the season's over. I know we're upset that we, we didn't draft Bridges, who killed it on Michigan State. Who kills us every time he plays us? Who makes it known that he hates us for drafting Knox over him? I know that's disappointing, but then like we get you know crapped on for not drafting Michael Porter at the same time, and and look I what do. happened I hate there. That one. I hate that one because like yell at me for not Knicks- drafting Mitchell. You know what I'm trying to say? Like that that's yeah. the one you can yell at me that was, that one because he, he was in our crosshairs. Was, and Shea Alexander, of- you can yell at me at those two. Yeah. I will not take Michael Porter Jr. At that time, we were not going to take a guy with back injuries who, wow, look at that, back injury. It worked out perfectly. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm I, not I, really and he got the extension, that. bro. Like, if I'm RJ, I'm just like, I wouldn't even say a word. I would close my mouth. I would I would show them. I would literally, like, point at Julius Randle. And, like, when they asked me about this year, I just point. I'm like, look, look, what, look what you guys did. And, like, look what I had to deal with. And Yo, look where and we the are. Other thing is, and then I would point we, out Michael Porter Jr. I'm like, look at this other guy that got no. drafted with me. Look what he's doing. And look what he got paid. Like, that's it. Just shut up and him. pay year me. Before, let's move year, on. year before him. Year before him. That was a Kevin Knox. Draft. Year before him. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, I'm just saying. But, so, like, it's just like, yo, these are the you. extensions. And just give it to me. And speaking of, oh, I, think the first, I think the first person ever to not get the extension is going to be his buddy, Zion. I think Zion Wilson is going to be the first person ever to not sign the extension. Probably. I think if you're the New Orleans Pelicans, you're like, I'm not doing this. You want to get out of here anyway. And you don't want, I, if you're the Pelicans, you're like, why would I make it 10 times harder trying to trade you? Uh, that doesn't make any sense. But here's the other thing was with RJ. We haven't given RJ a team for him that is efficient for him. It has been cluttered. We haven't surrounded him with a lot of shooters, especially consistent shooters. So can we at least give that and other guys who are, like we have guys who are athletic and that can run with them with quickly grimes, all that stuff, but we haven't put them around him yet enough until like the end of the season. Right? Like I love when I get to see that young lineup with quick RJ, uh, you get to have Mitch or Sims out there with Obi. Like that's fun, man. That is fun to see like those guys running. Even okay, with Cam's out there. I know it's fun, but is it a playoff team? No, that's probably the thing. Not. Uh, no, it, it will like, probably not be a playoff team. I'll be honest with you with that. Yeah. Here, and here's where, but here's the, here's the fine thing. If you're telling me this young team is capable of getting to this record that we have this season, I am very hopeful because that means someone's taking another leap next season. And if we can do that with young guys, that means they're also working hard and they're yeah. playing good players and they're in their role. Fair. So that's fair, and then they can build on top of that. So I can, I can get, I can, I can work myself off of that. I can't work with myself with what I just saw this season and say, let's roll it all back with the new head coach. You know what I mean? And, and be like, Oh, I think this, I'm like, there's no way this team, yes, there are games that we could have won by the margins. Where are we going after so that? Where, but where yeah. are we going after that? I mean, like, and I asked that question to everybody. I agree. That's the thing. Okay. So you're saying RJ, that we didn't give RJ the pieces. It's too cluttered and everyone's screaming about Burks starting. So is 
and and the first game, right, that he finally got to play, like you got a triple double, right? So the question, the question here, we posted it to our uh, the Knicks Twitter uh, for Knicks Jets, etc. So Alex, the Tratocaster, host of Knicks Fan TV, man, editor, is IQ the starting point guard for the New York Knicks? <sighs> I know, I know, everyone's feeling about that too. Oh, man, I honestly don't. I like I. If I'm telling you right now, like this is not a good sample size. Like it, it hasn't made that much traction. Uh, as of right now, we have 86 votes. 75.6 percent say yes. 24.4 percent say no. I think I feel like and, it's hard to be on Nick's Twitter right now. Like, but, uh, yeah, besides the honestly, fact that the team stinks, it, it was toxic. The Nick's Twitter imploded on itself, just like the Knicks imploded on themselves. We all imploded, bro. Like, I don't blame anyone for uh, taking a little break. Oh, man, I don't blame anybody. My thing with this team, uh, and with Mayo quickly, and I think I-95 Bully, shout out to you, bro. Appreciate you for listening and always commenting. I agree with him. I think... I, it is contingent on how this offseason goes. And it's a cop-out. But if you're telling <laughs> I'd still go out and get someone like Jalen Brunson, I want an established point guard. You know what I mean? And, and I know that we're at the crosshairs between the man quickly wanting more playing time and stuff like that. And this is really the difficult part. <sighs> this is so difficult because if he does want more playing time, and I do really like quickly. The triple-double like, is, tu- is, is tough to argue with. He played I'm really not, well. I mean, he played really, really well, and I think it wasn't just a tri- it wasn't just an, it wasn't the Westbrook triple double. That was a real triple double. No, those that was a legit <laughs> triple double. The way yeah. this is the one thing I'll say about Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly has been playing so fucking well this past month, bro. <laughs> like he's he's legit just been on another level. Like watching him play, which is why it's also difficult because, dude, let's let's get into this. Dude is averaging fifteen uh, and a half points. Right off a ten and a half field goal attempts, he's shooting forty two point seven percent from the field, thirty seven point three, uh, seven thirty seven point seven percent uh three point off of five attempts. He's also hitting eighty four percent of his free throws. That's averaging five point four attempts per game. So he's getting to the line. He's averaging five rebounds, close to five assists, only one about one turnover per game, and close to a steal. Seeing that and him playing point guard, like him like being the leader of the second unit and playing point guard gives me confidence to actually say this kid could be a point guard. Like and like the way he's been doing it, because he is he's directing traffic. He's slow the game has slowed down for him because he was frantic at the beginning of the season. We kept saying, ah, oh, we don't see it, we don't see it, we don't see it. But since these last 15 games, that's the stat for the last 15 games I just read. I can actually say I can see this kid being a point guard. I legitimately could see that. And I would not be upset if he started next season as a point guard. I know I just said that I'd still want someone like Jalen Brunson in here. But the fact that I hear that he's getting upset with not getting enough minutes, and he's averaging 27 minutes for this stretch too. He's getting close to 30 minutes and doing this type of stuff. That's legitimate stuff. Yo, this, is, listen, this is getting you, tough. This is getting tough, man. This is getting, I'm actually selling myself for starting IQ next season. <laughs> I, I want you to pull back a little bit and because if uh, say I, I wasn't listening to what you were saying and I missed the fact you're talking about Jalen Brunson, it's, it could easily be put in Red Fan Fleet. Yeah. 
like FVV was the same exact issues, right? It was like, I don't know if he's going to be the starter. I don't know if we should pay him all this money. He wants more this. He wants more control. We don't know. And then like 30 games in, we're like, wow, we're idiots. We should have got him, <laughs> You know what I mean? So yeah. is that the same case? Or are we going to say, oh, no, because, you know, this, the argument was, yeah, Van Fleet, he's okay, but he's not, you know, Larry in his prime. He's not. Yeah, he's not this. like a point. He's not a true point guard. So now we're saying Jalen Brunson. Oh, he's not this. He's not that. Like, but that I just read, and I just read IQ stats, right? I just read IQ. I have yeah. Jalen Brunson's a point guard. He's a point. He's today's point guard. Okay, to play on off ball, he doesn't have to be a, this traditional point guard where you bring it up all the time, like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Like we don't need that. That's so passe for today's league. Like you have to be able to be so flexible and play within an offense, playing off ball, cutting, setting screens, backdoor screens, all that type of stuff. And Dylan Brunson, I could see him doing that. The question is, can quickly do all that? And by the way, he's been doing it, bro. These last fifteen games, this last Wilson, month, I wouldn't be upset if gold? you started. Is it fool's gold? I don't gold? think so. I don't think so, dude. I honestly do not think so. So Orlando Magic. Well, I think the Orlando triple- Magic. Like what happened versus the, the Pistons? The, the, okay, here's the thing, and here's the thing with the Orlando Magic. I agree. I'm not. You got a triple double against the Orlando Magic. I'm not impressed. Well, that he got stinks. I know that I know that we like him, and he wears Tim's and a Knicks jersey, and we, and Greg Anthony's cool, his his pops, but uh, he stinks. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> and so does Mamba. I'm not. I'm not Bamba. To be clear, I guess here's the thing. Here, here's my thing. I, this is where I wish, and this is where I was on this pod saying I wish we just started man quickly as a point guard after the trade deadline to see who he was and to get a clearer idea of should he be the guy running next season. Should he be? And with this type of stretch, it's hard to argue saying by getting close to 30 minutes a game that he shouldn't. Like, in all honesty, once you're starting to hit 30 minutes and you're doing these type of numbers, like just what I'm talking about for averages, you're kind of deserving of getting a starting role. You're you're kind of pushing up there saying he needs to get there. And honestly, I think the Knicks are going to be in the position where they have to because it's going to be his third season. I, if you get if you sign someone like Jalen Brunson at this point, uh for a four-year contract, I just find it very difficult to manage because Jalen Brunson is not coming here to play 20 minutes. He's coming here to play 30, 30 plus minutes. You know what I mean? So uh, where's IQ go? What do you mean? Does he get in a trade? Does all this That's what I'm stuff? saying. So if you're gonna if you're gonna sign Brunson and he's gonna complain about 30 like, minutes, it's, but you and don't IQ have to. is but complaining from Burke starting, and Burks is already you there, don't have to. And D Rose is coming back, and now we have McBride. Like with, there's a cluster. This is where I hope the the Knicks pull back on a lot of veterans, man. I don't even think D Rose is going to be here. Honestly, I really don't. No, uh, he's not going anywhere. He, he, listen to this, okay? Randall talking about uh, talking about juxtap- juxtaposition. Randall out with a quad. I know he was there the first couple of days, but now he's not with the team. All right? Grimes, he's a rookie. He has to be there, of course. D Rose has been oh, he's chilling. He's chilling on the bench. Yeah, every day. Pre-game playing with his son. He's wearing that red knitted koofy hat. He is is like is like quadruple XL Balenciaga hoodies. Like he's living his best life. He said it. He doesn't even watch basketball outside of playing with the Knicks and watching game film. He only is here for Tibbs. The Tibbs, D Rose, and Taj is staying, bro. That trio is staying, whether here's, we like it or not. Here's my question. Here's those, my question. Those two. And RJ, I would say, are the guaranteed spots on this roster next year. Like, there's no chance any of them are going anywhere. 
Here's my Sims. thing. Here's my thing. Yes, yeah, Sim shouldn't go anywhere. Uh, he should get. He's probably gonna get. Everyone else is like trade bait. Season. You know, he's really good. You know, what I'm saying. Here, I can here, see here. him moving. I'm so concerned. It's so. See, here's. I like a man quickly. I think he's a very good player. I think his confidence is in that same stratosphere as RJ Barrett, where he's dedicated to the game. He's going to work hard. He's always going to improve. And we've seen him improve. We've seen him. Shout out to Schwinn. Uh, he, he just tweeted like earlier this season, Quick was averaging six drives per game. Now with the last month or so, it's about nine drives per game. So he's ticked it up, right? He's getting to the paint because he knows Tibbs likes a guard that gets into the paint of the defense. And that's what he's been doing. It's just hard, man, to watch a guy that you draft, especially a late first rounder, and you see him develop this way. And then being like a like, true GM. He, I know, right? Uh, the all American, the all the all American. Uh, it's tough co- because college here's the game when they all played in there, our entire roster. Like, here, here. like a true GM. <laughs> when you watch quickly play, and you because he's he's a kid. He's not. He's look. He's hungry, bro. He wants to be a starter. I guarantee you, he he projects himself as a starter in this league, and he's going to work to get to become a starter in this league. Honestly. The more I think about it, the more I'm okay with the man quickly starting next season as the point guard and seeing what he can do to evaluate him. Because here's the thing. If next season is the third season, we're going to make decisions on these guys anyway. And I think quickly is going to play well next season just because if he can do this and turn it up, I think he's going to continue to play well. If he continues to increase his value, you have Obi Toppin who continues to increase his value. Grimes, all these kids who are hungry. Like that is the one thing I will say about this front office. They're drafting primo, better than what we've seen in years past. There's no kid that you could say on this team that's like a Frank Nelikina, Kevin Knox, who you're just questioning. You know all these kids want it. You know all these kids want to work hard, right? So I don't see. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I don't see them stopping until they get somewhere. Now, not saying that because they want to work hard and all these other things that they're all going to be starters and great players in this league. If anything, you know, the average is being a role player and being a high, if you can be a role player, you, you made it. So, so the 2018 All American team, these are the players that were in there. Cam Reddish, uh, Quentin Grimes. Devon Dotson, I know we didn't get him, but that was a name that was rumored for us. Sion Williamson, Emmanuel Quickly, RJ Barrett. I mean, literally everyone was in there. Uh, so I, you know, you're speaking like a true GM. You know, we always say it, dude. They just look at the same, <laughs> the same, you know, drive. They recruit the same, the same scouting list and they're like, oh, this guy's good. Like they, we drafted this whole class. We know everybody here. So I'm going to ask you two questions and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll end this before we go into, I guess we can go into the schedule, but I don't even care anymore. I just want to be Brooklyn because I hate them. That's uh, but, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my recap on the schedule. Let me ask you this though. I mentioned Zion's name. So we'll go. Oh, that's my first question. I'm going to say, are you giving Randall to the Pelicans for Zion and I know Randall and IQ type deal? Because, but Here, then that it, 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 it kind of ruins Obi, right? You got like, the, like it's gonna, I don't want it's gonna Zion. stunt. Honestly, I don't good. want Zion. That's I do good. not want Zion. I don't. I really don't. I like look. He's just I Obi. get that he. I get that he wants. 
Nah, he he's he. I think he's more than that because of his size, his ability to play yeah. in the paint, and and, and okay. be strong. He's he's more than that. Uh, and there's no there's this is nothing against Obi. Like Zion was legitimately an All Star last season. Obi is yet to be that. We don't know if Obi sure. will. Maybe one day he can be. Okay. I don't want Zion because I think he's injury prone. <laughs> okay. First season injury. Last season injuries here and there. Played most of the season though. This season injured again. I, I know the whole thing that, that he wants time. to be in New York. It, I know if that you're always this injured. Is like, you're destined for the Knicks. Stop, please. I don't need. We don't. That's need just that the way anymore. it is. Don't need Alan that. I'd rather Antonio McDice. Everybody, bro. Everybody we get why, is injured. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? I'm just saying. Franchise. Uh, T Mac. Amari Stoudemire. Amari Stoudemire. Everyone we get is, is injured, bro. That's just how it is. If you're injured, you come to the Knicks. That's that's how it's been my whole life. Kemba Walker. <laughs> Everyone. D Rose. Oh, God. Ah. Right, so you don't want Zion. You don't want Zion. Okay, I'm that's not, fine. Are, do you want Zion? Um, I don't want to pay for him. I don't want to pay for him with assets. I don't mind I paying don't for pay him, him in money. No, see, I don't mind paying him for money because he's not going to no, get the extension. Here's the thing. He's going to be the first player ever to not get that max extension. And he was the first pick. And he was the top player in high school. Like, I, I, I maybe these things aren't going well in New Orleans. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, and he, it's a I discount. They're that. taking him on a discount. But I don't want to pay that. for him. Like, I, I'm not giving him IQ. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not giving up IQ. I'm going to be very reluctant to give up Grimes or OB. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm going to be like, it's going to be tough on me for to give up these guys. And obviously they're going to want them for a Randall, for Zion swap. You know what I'm trying to say? I, that kind of shifts my focus to Donovan Mitchell. Like if, if I'm giving up IQ and stuff like that, it's really for a, a bona fide all-star, not with somebody with the questions like you're saying. Yeah. My thing is that <sighs> questions on the injury. Um, I just don't know how long he'll last, man. I mean, we saw him get injured. People say it's a freak incident, and it was a freak incident in college. But then he gets here, first season couldn't play. This season he didn't play. Like, how – my thing is that he's on the same timeline as Cam and RJ. You know what I mean? Like, you have to pay those guys. If you, Especially if you want uh, Cam. I don't, we don't even know if Cam's going to be with the Knicks. But if you have all three of them – like, you're not bringing Zion in here not to sign him. You know what I mean? If he's not going to get the extension in New Orleans, that means you're planning to sign him. RJ's going to get the extension. Question mark is to Cam. Is Cam going to get the extension? The books are going to be crazy, dude. You can't. And then you're going to have to sign. That's all the same year. You yeah. have two other guys after that. An OB Toppin and a man who quickly the following season. And then you have Grimes, McBride. Oh, like, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Actually, McBride only signed a three-year contract, so he would be due. What is it? Uh, he'd be due the same time with a uh, quick and Obi. If you want to bring You're him right. back, all right. So, so last question. Last question here, and it kind of relates to what you were saying with the assets. And Magic Johnson brought it up to bring it full circle. Lonzo Ball would have helped the Knicks. Damn it! <laughs> it's playoffs. It, here's the caveat. If Lonzo Ball can stay games. healthy. No, no. This is it. You get, you get, you get. If it's this Lonzo Ball. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I would not help you though. We get the playoffs. So Come mad on. that my AirPods fell out. 
This Lonzo Ball, you're going to pay this man and then do what? Chicago is who I thought they were. Okay. I don't give a damn how they played in the beginning of the season. Everyone's <laughs> laughing at me. They stink. They stink. Alex Caruso is the whole damn team. DeMar DeRozan has some words about that. I Come love DeMar now. DeRozan, the mid range king, but they stink. There's things that John will always love a big man with a post game, <laughs> the mid range, and a guy who can play defense. That's why I love the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> That's why I love Tibbs, bro. That's why I mean, Tibbs on the same page. And I want a damn point guard. Oh, uh, man. I was just listening to, uh, I was listening to Jimmy Butler on the Winging It podcast, which ended, it was through the ringer with uh, Vince Carter. And I was listening to the Jimmy Butler episode and how I said he, he loves Tibbs and, and whatnot. And he was talking about the time that he finally got, there's potentially a chance for him to get in the rotation after I think D Rose was hurt for a little bit and, or he missed a couple of games. I forget. And <laughs> they said, I just heard Taj at the two and I just started dying laughing. I was like, this guy, John would love this Taj at the two. <laughs> I mean, Tim putting what? Taj at the two. I mean, like that's that. I don't it's know. It's more crazy. egregious. Everyone screaming. I don't know that or Obi at five. I don't know that or Obi at the five with the Randall at the four. That was the worst line I've yeah, ever seen in my whole life. We're just asking for short stretches, bro. We're just asking for short. That short was the worst stretches. line I've ever seen in my whole life. If I was the, uh, if I was the other coach, I would literally call a timeout and run plays directly at. That's teams. the worst. That's the worst lineup we saw this season, bro. That's the, that's the worst now. four or five we have, bro. We just saw Randall, Fournier, Burks, RJ. And IQ out there. Were you thrilled with that? Oh, were you yeah. thrilled was with that? Fournier was the four. That's a tough. Yes. <laughs> were you thrilled with that? Were you? That was the I, worst one I saw. Yeah, that's tough. Randall. No, no, no. They had tough. Fournier at the four. Yeah, that's tough. That's egregious. Yeah. That's egregious. All right. That's the worst lineup I saw. All right. Yeah, I, I agree. That's a that, I, I can tolerate. I can tolerate small ball five. I I can tolerate that for short stretches. Absolutely, not an entire run. You want to go out there running and gunning? Sure. Yeah, for it's like, like a minute and twenty seconds, like three possessions. Yeah, you get you get out four there. four possessions. Yeah, if you can get two three minutes out of that, that's fine. Like honestly, okay. Well, generally, that's where you get, that's what that's what you get those for. That's, that's exactly what that's for. Yeah, you're not supposed to be playing that for extended minutes of run. Like you do People that, you do it. that when you're huh. People wanted it because Noel was hurt. Because uh, because no, Taj because, is old. Is, because and Mitch was because hurt. just like you, well, and also just like you at the beginning of the season, you want Obi to get twenty minutes. So you need to have some overlap between him and Randall. That's the small only way forward. you're going to do that. No, he's better at small forward. But that's my that's my it, that's my opinion. We didn't yeah. see it. That's how this episode. I, we should end it in this way because, I mean, this is exactly how. We didn't in see my it. Opinion. That's just how the entire season goes. We didn't see it. <laughs> we did. We just didn't see it coming. We just didn't see it coming, man. Like fourth seed, we knew we were going to regress, but out of the playoffs, regress. <laughs> like you know, fire the coach and the coach of the year and trade the you know most improved player of the year within twenty games and never let that go. I just did not see that coming. Like I, I thought we were going to pull it together at some point. I think we did. I think we did pull together since the All-Star break. We did learn how to close games within that uh, seven-game losing streak. Uh, close games? We, I'm just saying, uh, we were really good after the All-Star break, man, in my opinion. We, we were really good. Ba- Not the February, I, we sucked, bro. We only won one game After the All-Star break. After the All-Star break. Yeah, I know. That that was the seven games. Right oh, March? There. Yeah, Mar- March. Yeah, Mar- March. March. We played okay. well, though. We played well. We just didn't March close okay. the games. 
and and I just I just it just sucks. It just that that that's what we're, I'm glad we didn't have injuries, so we could we don't blame it on that. But my my biggest question going into the offseason, man, is worse than Orleans Noel. <laughs> no, I mean, that's probably my fourth question. My number one question is what to do with Mitch. What to do with Mitch? Did we learn our lesson from Randall last year? Some guy does well a couple games. Talking about injuries, injury prone. Do we ship him off? If we lose him for nothing, I'm going to have a fit. Like that's my number one question. Number two is where is Randall going? Not if, but where. Not when, but where. And num- I'll give you number three. Where's the ones the wild? Because that's going to solve. Our- I'll bump it up to three. And number four is where's our RJ extension? I think those are my four questions right now off the top of my head. Number five, make it nice and even. Is does where does IQ fit in this whole equation? Do we trade uh, the only person I think I'm honestly legitimately trading IQ for and signing off the paper is for Donovan Mitchell. Like if we're talking Donovan yeah. Mitchell and whatever Mike Conley, because they hate his contract or whatever, for IQ Randall and a bunch of picks and Fournier to be friends with Gobert, you know what I'm trying to say? Something like that, I'll do it. But other than that, I really don't want IQ. Just leave him. Just leave him. Like he's fine. <laughs> like well, the problem is we don't know what to do with the 30 minute guard who's a who's a two way. Just leave him. <laughs> you know what I mean? That we don't, I, there's no rush to get rid of him unless it's for Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a two way guard. He's an upcoming two way guard that's playing 30 minutes close to damn He's near pissed 30 off. Minutes. He's pissed off not getting as many minutes as he's getting. I like that. Like yeah. that means he's trying to do more. You know what I'm trying to say? That's what I'm saying. Like, next season, are, be satisfied. Like, yo, I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, bro, that's the thing. Out. Yo, bro, that is the thing. There's a lot of NBA players who there's a reason why the 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 average length of an NBA player is four years. <laughs> yeah, one contract, one. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, though, RJ is going to get that second contract. Like, uh, like we said, since Charlie Ward, the Heisman, Florida State quarterback. Honestly, so if the Knicks don't pay RJ Barrett, this team. Deserves every bad thing possible. Well, listen, man, we have we have, we we have a guest coming up soon, and he has a lot to say about that. So we're we're gonna get to the bottom of this RJ extension nonsense. That's true. That is true. So, all right, man, I think this is a good place to end it. Good as always. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another next episode of the Next Jets Etc. Podcast. You know what to do if you listen to this podcast. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment that helps oh so greatly. And we'll read it. Also, like I said, if you go over to the Daily Knicks or if you go over to the Jet Press, which is part of the fan-sided network, you can find our podcast there if you want to listen on the web browser. We are partnered with Fanside and Minute Media, as John likes to clarify me. All right. Well, also, we're on YouTube now. I still want people to start looking for us on Fansided like they do for the Daily Knicks. You know, you're looking for us on Fansided. You know, find the Jet Press. You're looking for us on Fansided. Like, when the Picks Weekly is not there, we'll just meet the media. Just, that's that's yeah. why I started to clarify. That, that's, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, also, we're on YouTube. Okay. Knicks, comma, Jets, comma, ETC, period. Make sure to find the page. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment. We'll interact with you guys. We want to hear your thoughts and opinions. See how you can add to the conversation. We always love engaging with you guys. And also thank you for just listening and subscribing and being part 
with us. We're at 160 subscribers on YouTube. We really appreciate you guys for helping us along the way. We're really appreciative of that. So thank you. Like, truly, thank you. And while you're over there, we also got another podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. John and video producer Greg, they go down the NFL slate, even though it's not, like, we know it's not an NFL season. They go down NBA. They're doing baseball. They're doing college basketball. NFL futures are here. Futures. Oh, my God. You need, you if you need some reason to bet, just listen to these guys. These guys will talk about all day long. All right. So make sure to go to check out Winning Picks Weekly, but bet responsibly, okay? And then last and certainly not least, we are on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. We are there. there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. We out. Let's go, Knicks. Let's go, Yankees, baby. Let's go, Yankees. Let's go.